Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome back to the Pants Party. It is Harrison Starr and Ben Ross. Somehow the intros just keep getting worse and worse. DePaul's own Ben Ross, uh, uh, Harmon Chillabrew. How are you doing, my man? Been a couple weeks. I got 10 hours of sleep last night. Not to rub it in to the face of a father uh, of a young child, but this is my first time getting... Nine hours of uninterrupted sleep and then an additional bonus 10th hour after waking up briefly. And I feel like I was in, um, what's the movie about all the drugs? And it gives them superpowers. I'm sure there are multiple ones. I don't yeah. know. Oh, uh, Limitless? That Limitless? one? Yeah, Limitless. Bradley I Cooper? Like yeah. Harmon Bradley Cooper. Herman Chilla Bradley Cooper. There it is. Don't it is. don't try and make that work. Okay. Okay. All right. I tried. I tried. Well, Ben, I, I think it's hilarious because I, I did want to talk about your weekend because your incredible sleep came after a 6.40 tea time. So, like, I understand. I, I don't agree with it, but I understand, like, the, the father logic of waking up for an early tea time to, like, sneak it in get some time away from the kids, yada, yada, yada. Like men don't have enough time away from their kids. Anyways, how, how does that happen to someone like you with, uh, you know, tons going on and, and you're, you're <laughs> stuck with the six forty tea time in the morning. It's funny. I'm the one who actually orchestrated the early round of golf too. Um, for, it was first really nice. I was in, Minnesota for a wedding last weekend, so I didn't get to golf last weekend, okay. which was the first really, really nice weekend of the summer in Chicago or in Illinois. So I didn't want to miss out this weekend. And I needed to detox myself from the wedding and just the past few weeks yeah. in general. So yeah. I scheduled an early morning hit class for myself on Saturday and scheduled an early morning round of golf on Sunday to keep myself away from the devil's. Uh, I don't know, alluring hands of alcohol. Yeah, basically. Okay. So was it? So I, I was in. So despite I went to bed at nine thirty last night because also I, I made my I wouldn't let myself take a nap when I got home yeah. because I knew it would um, hinder my goal of getting ten hours of sleep. And first time I've ever something's ever paid off for me that I've planned so far ahead. That was incredible because, like, to your point, like, that was a multi-week investment almost. Like, you you, you knew coming out of Minnesota, you wanted this weekend all to yourself. And more or less, you did it. So, like, kudos to you. I get it. Were, were you all by yourself on the 642 time, I assume? Oh, God, no. I, okay. I don't have a car. So I need I needed to rope in conspirators. <laughs> uh, so, like, I feel even worse because, like, somebody has to wake up. 20 minutes earlier than I do just to pick my, my ass up. But you know, they're my friends and we got, I, I played like shit, but it was still a great day to play golf. Of course it was in great shape. We were in your, the great state of Indiana yeah. to play at our, at our secret gem course. So, Oh, so secret. Um, You're not going to even spill the beans on this. I won't shout out because yeah. it is the, the, the cost has risen dramatically since we started playing there, found it like six or seven years ago. And, I don't want to, and also we wanted to avoid like we wanted to make sure we got a four hour round in. You know, if, oh, if we yeah. played in the afternoon, it'd be a five or six hour round, and that just doesn't really work, work for us. Yeah, places to go, people to see. The other synergy, like I, I, I don't synergy is probably the wrong word because the Malort thing two weeks ago that was about as I think kismet. Uh, I'll just use that word again. As kismet as it could be. And then this week, you know, before you're planning for your hit class on Saturday morning, you sent me a picture of yourself 
not of yourself, of your ranch water drink that you had. And it inspired me to make one of my own. And I am glad I remembered it because I have a ranch water take that I want to run by you to, to see if it's a, a, a good take or a bad take. Sure. All right. So mm-hmm. not to belabor it, but I don't think a simple cocktail I'll use cocktail lately has undergone such a, an incredible transformation as the tequila water lime into the ranch water, the water being soda water or still water, whatever you want to do. I I think it's just been a tremendous success for tequila Um, and avoid uh, the the celebrity brands. That's my one tequila endorsement. Um, Am I wrong in that assessment? A couple of things. I agree with you. I don't think it deserves a special name like ranch water, like gin and soda doesn't have any special name. I've gotten them recently just because I've, sort of got into tequila. I don't know. Yeah. We, we text about tequila quite a bit, some behind the scenes. And it's so funny. I've been ordering them out more and more recently. And I'll just like either order a ranch water or order. And like whenever I order a ranch water without fail, the bartender doesn't know what that is. And then whenever I, let me, and then let me go. Then whenever I order a tequila soda lime, the bartender goes, oh, you mean a ranch water? Like depending on where I am. So I'm like batting zero on what I want to pick, how, how I want to call my drink. Uh, some places I found out, one place ordered one, and it just, without even asking, served me Topo Chico. So I had to pay for the Topo Chico on top of that, and that did not mesh well with me. I have been at another place that asked me if I want Topo Chico, so I appreciated that, the place I sent you the picture from on Friday. And then no other, other every other place has just been soda water. And I haven't ordered a drink with soda water in a long time. And I forgot that just universally, it's always flat at a, at a bar, more or less when it's from the gun, especially. And I kind of like it in, a te- in, 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 in our ranch water, tequila, soda, lime. I hate flat soda water and, and like a gin and soda, but tequila, so tequila, soda, lime, it's not, not super bad. I, I don't like bubble water to begin with. I, I hate LaCroix. So light carbon just very light carbonation, especially with the tequila and the lime just does something. I think. Yeah. I, I sent you, I can't remember. It's the Jaritos soda water. And I actually think I liked it more than the Topo Chico because the Topo Chico is so aggressively carbonated. Like it's incredible. You, you see people on TikTok or whatever, and in your own life where you'll pop the top on them and it goes everywhere. It's like, I guess that's why you have to pay for it because it goes everywhere. And to me, uh, I, I can't remember what it was called. It, Spanish mineral or Mexican mineral oil water. Delicious. It worked. And you got to do the tahini rim. That's the one thing that, that I, I am very pro on a ranch water tahini. And another thing you mentioned, don't buy celebrity brands. I don't think I sent you any of this, but two or one Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul were both in Chicago all weekend promoting their tequila. Um, I had some friends who who were at a bar and they said they were like just standing there. It was like a big bar downtown and the bartenders left and then Cranston and Paul walk in and just start serving everybody tequila. There was, there's this famous rooftop bar hotel actually kind of near where I live and they showed up there and paid for everybody's drinks they were at the liquor store I used to work at, signing bottles of their liquor. Um, just pretty cool. I haven't tried it. It's called Dos Embrace. No free ads, but there. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything or seen anything about it on your tequila talk. I'm curious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have. Yes, yes. So I was trying to remember the context of learning about this liquor that they have. And, like, support Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. They're, they're the exception. In the videos. In the videos, there's the most like they look like they're having the most fun. There's yes. like a video, and I don't think it's planned. Like their time, their allotted time ran out at the liquor store signing bottles, so they left and kept on signing bottles in the alley of the liquor store um, to to people who were still waiting in line. So like, uh, I love that. That's great, and I, I I just love that shit. They they are great, and I learned about 
this thing that they had when I saw TikTok, as you mentioned, and love our intros where I just go through like the TikToks I've seen over the last month. Um, it was a father showing his uh, a video of his son telling him, you're going to miss school today. Or, like you're not going to school today or whatever. And the way it's framed is it's like a make-a-wish thing unintentionally. So like I'm, I'm thinking this kid is like, you're going to meet Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston as a make-a-wish. <laughs> but no, it's just a tequila signing. And I guess they were at like a super dead liquor store, obviously in the middle of the day on a school day. So that would make sense. And the kid made or asked Aaron Pop Paul to call him a bitch. And it, it's good content. Um, it, it was very good stuff. And yeah, I mean, those guys That's like awesome. it. And then uh, the dad tried to also be called a bitch and he didn't let him. Aaron Paul wouldn't wouldn't do that, as he should have, because the son was okay. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, funny. But I will say the one like I was kinda wary of celebrity tequila the whole time. I knew it jumped the shark when Bob Stoops had his own celebrity tequila in a I didn't know that. I in a guitar bottle. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Just like Bob, come on. Well, have there have you seen any reviews for this tequila? Uh, I haven't. I think I, it's, I think it's mezcal too. It's probably a lot of which things, I'm which I'm which I'm a fan of. Yeah, uh, no free, no free ads. Well, okay, um, well we'll take that offline. We we shall indeed. Uh, anyways, Ben, um, you were hitting me up uh, just before we got on. You were. It feels like your uh, slow burn on Iowa, Iowa preparation and maybe just college football preparation in general is really, it's starting to get there. Like maybe, maybe a little bit of a simmer now. And let me just say, I'm excited about what you told me because I think, what is it? The Athletic, we have a couple of articles to discuss there. And then the one I wrote, you, you have a hot take on that. Um, so I'll just open the floor to you, my friend. Where, where do you want to get this thing started? I feel like I've been cramming for a big test. Uh, I, I will, yeah, I think sort of the the Jimbo Saban spattle. Oh yeah, last weekend might have been enough to sort of wet my whistle and um, re log re log in to my account on Vox and Blackheart Gold Pants and uh, open up the site and finally put my athletic subscription to work after the Timberwolves and the Wild got bounced. Um, I the main thing I have is as I when I did re-listen to our conversation two weeks ago, I think it became pretty apparent I wasn't totally sure of what you were talking about with the division realignment oh, yeah. or the, the, the round robinness of it. Um, and now after finally two weeks later reading, <laughs> reading about it, I understand what you, I, I, I am finally picking up what you're putting down and it's more frustrating because as we'll get into it further, but I still think the solution I proposed last week is the only one, at least for the big 10, which is uh, instead of conference realignment, or I will, it would be conference realignment, but instead of the elimination of conferences or and around Robin, just trade one of Penn State or Michigan State. Hell, I don't care, Ohio State or Michigan, but that won't happen for one of Purdue, Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois. And then that's done. That's fixed. Yeah, yeah, I think... My, the one thing I like about getting rid of divisions is spreading the wealth amongst student athletes, players, seeing other stadiums as much as possible. That's, that's to me, the one reason I think that division should be gone is you're able to guarantee that every player gets to go to every stadium if they're in a, if they're a four year you know, player at a given school. That that to me, I think, is a major nostalgia type pro for me. But you're exactly right. Like the divisional setup isn't bad necessarily. It's just Nebraska hasn't held up their end of the bargain. Like, I mean, 
we got a <laughs> call a spade a spade. Nebraska sucking has made divisions really, really bad. It's the exact same thing we saw a year not long ago. People have such a short memory. We were clamoring for the dissolution of the Iowa Iowa State football game because it was a lose lose proposition for Iowa, where we would either stop on Iowa State or Iowa State or a bad Iowa State team would um, spoil it, spoil the season for us on the second or third game of the year. Now that Iowa State is competitive, that game's great. Yeah, every and that it's win it's, and it's a win win proposition for both schools. It's it's the the I think the rivalry is without again. I'm not the custodian of history, but I think this is a, probably the strongest the rivalry has ever been. Right? I don't think you can say that because Iowa's had such a hold on it recently. But I think from a competitive nature, you are spot on. Like the the games have never been like more tense, and I, I think maybe I kind of think about last year's game a little differently than it actually was like for the most part like that was a pretty good game that just somehow got out of hand like Iowa State but your point remains since they have been competitive it's been a win-win for both schools it sucked for Iowa State but it losing Iowa hasn't hurt them necessarily no, and like they were talking about it last year, how it was a sneaky, um, like a resume builder. Yes, if Iowa State wanted a chance of the playoff because they're in the Big Twelve, and like less so for Iowa. But I mean, come on. So if if Nebraska is even, they're horrible. Like they stink. If they're even, because uh, they've been, they're they're below, they're right around five hundred. I think like five twenty since joining the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. If they're even at like six fifty, this I don't even know if this conversation is happening. But because they've been so abjectly smelly against everybody, not just Iowa, like we have this feeling the sky is falling, and I think eliminating divisions or um and making this whole round, round robin thing all but guarantees that every three years like i think this is more important than every player seen every away stadium like nobody wants to go see purdue i mean come on not going to purdue is <laughs> sorry but not going to purdue Fair is like a plus um can you imagine if they didn't have that this year jim harbaugh's incredible win over ohio yeah. state would have been erased one week later because they would play Ohio State then in the championship game. Maybe I'm not going to argue if that's better than them pantsing Iowa. But I think this all but guarantees that every few years we'll see teams play each other three times. Oh, and with the playoff because you, potentially because you would get you would get if you if Alabama and Georgia played during the regular season this year, you would have gotten Alabama and Georgia that that game, and then you would have gotten them in the SEC championship game. And then if though if they split the first two games, then you would see them again in the national championship. Like nobody wants that. People were bitching about Alabama Georgia for a second time. You can you imagine the uproar for a third time? I just don't. That's going to happen. Not between not I, Alabama and Georgia, two easiest teams to pull right now. But with the tra- trajectory of Michigan, you think Michigan might be on? It could happen with Ohio State and Michigan or or Alabama A and M. I guess like sure yeah. maybe maybe it is it would be an outlier and but the way that you know you can talk about Nick Saban talking about parody the way I'm seeing college football trending it's going to happen and that's the I I I I would like to do anything to avoid that That's a great point. I I agree with it for college football and I think especially like figuring out the Michigan Ohio State game without divisions. You, I don't think the Big Ten can just be like, let that happen. Like, I, I think that there probably has to be some type of, I don't know, even know if tiebreaker is the right word, but just like a, uh, okay, on to the next one. Like, if, if you, if, you win if you beat a team in the week before 
the Big Ten Championship, you cannot play them again. I think that that's probably a fair bylaw to write into a potential divisionless scenario. Um, because I, I'm, I'm not against rematches necessarily. Like, I think you, you go back a uh, couple of years, right, where Ohio State and Wisconsin had played each other. And then, you know, Wisconsin plays a little better in through two and a half quarters against Ohio State. Like, I'm, I'm not against that necessarily. Or Ohio State, Penn State has been great games lately. Wouldn't be against that. But to me, I think the boom, boom nature of it, I think, that, that that's something that you need to juice the game as much as anything to make that as important as any regular season game. And then the conference title is the conference title. You just live with it. There's one thing about a, a rematch. The, I think the difference between a rematch and a three match is so profound because I didn't, the Georgia Alabama rematch didn't bug me, and that's happened before in the playoff. It's, it happened, I think, in 2018 or 2019. Yeah. And that doesn't bug me. But three times, even for me, because that gets to the point where you 25% of your schedule is against the same team if you play them three yeah. times. Yeah. That's, that's not college football. I, I think that's a great point. But he, so I have a harebrained, like, thing I'm working on for college basketball and I think the flip side is true for college basketball where the more you can play a rival in college basketball is better simply because like it's elevating a game versus when you look at it from a college football perspective it's regionalizing a an entertainment property if that makes sense right so the the harebrained idea I have is like you play everyone early, so you have a thirteen team regular season round robin, and then you split into the top half and the bottom half. But to get to the twentieth game, you have a locked rivalry. So theoretically, you play one team in the first half, another team in that round robin second half. And you could play them a third time as that rivalry game and potentially a fourth time in the conference tournament if that comes out. And, and to me, I think that that's the type of thing that could improve college basketball as a product because I think we're getting to the point where like kids are staying around longer. So you just have that stuff. But I guess the, the case in point is like, I didn't want to see Wisconsin again, like after beating Iowa. Saw, saw them three times, did the, the, the sweep in, in 2021. Lost to him once in uh, 2022. I'm fine with that. So I, I guess speaking a little out of both my both sides of my mouth, but I think the sports are different in that familiarity is better in college basketball versus worse in college football. Well, yeah, and it goes back down to two, if you saw when we saw Wisconsin three times, that's only 10 percent of yeah. the schedule. So like, that's not a huge deal. Well, I, at least. I guess I'm I'm glazing over the best point. North Carolina ending Duke's run. Mm-hmm. And, and by Duke, I mean Coach K. But, like, I mean, to, to me, that was as good a television product as I had seen in years. But only because North Carolina mm-hmm. won, right? It would have sucked mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. All right. So that that's a little bit of a tangent from – the, the college football discussion. Are, are there any bows you kind of wanted to place on uh, potential realignment from a, a divisional or a conference perspective? No, because I, I kind of do think it's obvious when you, if you, if you want to discuss protected rivalries and anything like that, I, I think, you know, any casual observer of the big 10 could, could do that themselves. Like that, that's not anything worth writing about or talking about, I think, unless you have some something spicy brewing. Uh, not as spicy as uh, the rum I'm drinking, but I am curious. Like, oh. how, would, how, would, how would you rank the uh, Iowa rivalries? What, what would you put one, two, and three within the Big Ten? What are the, the three teams you want to see in order every year? Wisconsin. Okay. Minnesota. 
And like, on you know, people would say Nebraska, but that I don't as someone who's not from Iowa, like, and as because we've just totally and completely owned Nebraska, like I don't care. I would rather see Michigan's. I'd rather see any of the top four East teams: Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. And like, I think you can make the argument for Penn State, I guess, because of the way the most recent game ended and how it feels like this year's game is going to shape up. Um, but no, it's like maybe Northwestern because Fleck and Fitzgerald have a, th- a thing. Maybe Purdue because I'm a masochist and like maybe I kind of like now I kind of like Brom just being up on Ferentz. <laughs> um, but like I, re- I think the only like controversial one is lots of people were saying Minnesota, Michigan shouldn't be protected. Uh, because Michigan's been dumping on Minnesota, and that that is the longest like college football rivalry um, in the entire sport. But like, who cares? They have a sweet trophy, but Minnesota hasn't been holding up its end of the bargain. So why yeah. should they get all those Michigan dollars? Yeah, I think where I disagree, to me, Minnesota is the number one Big Ten rivalry for me. With That's Iowa. fair, uh, yeah. and then. I would actually go Nebraska because I just love the Black Friday game. And, and yeah. maybe I just gotten gaslit into to thinking that. And then I would say a close third is Wisconsin. Those would be my prioritizations. Oh, you put you, you put to... Nebraska over Wisconsin crazy. Uh, I, I guess, win. I mean, there, Winning there is novelty. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're absolutely right. Uh, and, and I suppose I'd probably pick Wisconsin because I'm from Minnesota. So I, I just hate mm. Wisconsin no matter who's playing them. Yeah. But – I guess there is novelty to having that game on Friday being sort of a center stage at the early kickoff and then getting all of Saturday to ourselves to not work, get to watch the Iron Bowl and other other big rivalry games to end. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I, you just sold me on Nebraska. Okay, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, Out of like happy. selfish college – for like selfish college football fan reasons, I guess. <laughs> And for me being able to get back on on Saturday after Thanksgiving from wherever we're at versus Sunday. That's the other thing. Oh, the other, while we're here, the one thing I want to give you the opportunity to is roast my take where uh, I wrote about how they should do the... um, The... Non-division, Big Ten. I said, hey, protect the two, rotate a third, and then alternate every five. And uh, to me, the reason I was such a big loser is because it clears – it. I don't want to say eliminates their path to a Big Ten title, but it severely reduces it. And my rationalization in the piece was, well, they've made it twice in eight years – Twice in 10 years, what's the difference in making it once in every uh, seven or eight? So the floor is yours, Mr. Ross. I, As someone who can't do basic math, it's like you just reduce the amount of times Iowa makes a championship game by like 30%. Yes. That's, again, that's just my <laughs> argument. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. I, like, even when you hear Iowa's been to two of 10 games 20% of the time, that's kind of like slightly better then maybe you would suspect, especially when one came last year. Uh, but, I mean, they they had they were in legitimate contention for 59 minutes in the other game. The other <laughs> the, the most recent game was over after the first offensive series. Um, I, I guess, like, wouldn't you it, – so it's either go you go once every five years or once every seven. Why would you pick once every seven? Fair point. That's a fair point. Like, I, it's like what's what's a famous cartoon? I'd gladly pay you tomorrow for a cheeseburger today. Yeah, like I I don't get that. Yeah, I I think that's that's a a good criticism because like I'm going back through and to me the I think there's a case to be made for mo- multiple Iowa teams to have made a Big Ten championship other than, call it, I mean, other than 2015 and and last year, 2021. But to me, like, you look at the ones that Northwestern won, and it is just, like, 
so frustrating between uh, 2020 and uh, 2018. And really, Iowa was the best team in the division in each of those years. And I would say they probably should have made 3 out of 10. Um, I don't think they should have made last year. But uh, to, to look at it and be like, hey, maybe they should have made 4, actually. And it's like, oh, man. So, so you're going from should have been in 4 out of 10 to maybe being in 1 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a loser in the they're they're a loser in the scenario for for sure though. That that's my mm-hmm. my overarching point. Twenty eighteen, the failures of twenty eighteen just don't get talked about enough. Yeah, I mean, I I think that if we're feeling really really crazy, that might be a a series a what if series uh, that we go back through. Uh, that, sure. that, might be yeah, a fun, be fun. that might be a fun one. That might be a fun one. I don't hate. I don't hate myself <laughs> enough. Let's let's rewatch old film from 2018. I I never watched that uh, 2018 uh, Northwestern game. I've mentioned it uh, a few times before, but that was my bachelor party, and I did everything I could not to watch that game. And then I saw an email from Stoops. He had like sent four or five different emails. It's like, oh my god, I'm so glad that I didn't watch this game. <laughs> It would have ruined my day. Ruined it. He tried to he tried to call the bar you were at. <laughs> yeah. We have we have Stoops on the phone for the bachelor. <laughs> yep. Uh he could he could not find me. Uh so that's that. Um I guess the last thing and this is maybe loosely tied to the what if spin, but the the athletic article you had sent me with uh, Iowa having what was it the sixth the number six recruiting class when they redid it. Um, so they just, regraded, uh, open it up to, to to your venting. They just though they regraded the twenty eighteen recruiting class uh, for all of college football at the time when Iowa brought in that class it was ranked thirty ninth, and then they ranked it in the regrading that was published this week by the Athletic. They regraded Iowa to number six, and the f- prior five teams, Cincinnati, not in this order. It's uh, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Cincinnati. The usual suspects have all been the playoff. Yeah, <laughs> and Iowa, who I mean, I, and, and to be fair, like number seven's Texas, who Iowa has unquestionably been better than, and. Number eight's Penn State, who also hasn't been in the playoff, and number nine's number ten's Ohio State, who is as close to knocking on that door um, in that span and has been there. It's just so absurd. It, it, it just, you know, I'm not like a Ference hater. I don't look for every reason to drag his name from the mud, but it it goes to show you, like going back to the 2018 season, there were like 30 NFL players on that roster ranging from, you know, true freshmen who really didn't play, but to, like, people like Noah Fan, TJ Hawkinson, like, just a truly, mal- like, just malpractice of the roster. They include standouts, Tyler Linderbaum, who just got taken the first round, Davion Nixon, who's with the Panthers, Riley Moss, who just got taken, Seth Benson, and Makai Sar- or no, Riley Moss is... Uh, continuing. He's staying around for his 17th year. Seth Benson, Makai Sargent, who I think is still sticking on uh, to a team. Those are just all the freshmen they raked in. And you just see, other than I mean, all those guys are just NFL talent. And uh, Davion Nixon was Defensive Player of the Year. And Tyler Linderbaum was an All-American. And Nixon was an All-American too. And Riley Moss, was he an All-American this year? Second team? Second team, yeah. Yeah, like, just crazy. And we backed in to the Big Ten Championship game and got our ass exposed on national television and lost to a very beatable Kentucky team, like, in, in the bowl game. Like, we, there's just so little to show for – I mean, that's my greatest gripe is, like, so little to show for incredible talent, incre- incredibly talented players. Yeah, I mean, you look at 
most, I think, number two or three NFL jersey sales uh, last this past season were uh, Kittle. And I guess, you know, jersey sales don't equate to greatness. And sure, certainly Kittle wasn't an incredible college player or anything, but still, like, weren't able to maximize anything out of that. I, I just, I don't want to, I don't try not to think about it too much. Yeah, it's just kind of that that through line. I think what what's interesting is, like, it does – the recruiting rankings kind of grade themselves on a curve in a way. Like, it, it's not like it's total roster success. Like, in some ways, you look at Seth Benson, who's, you know, been – started basically his whole time – at Iowa, it's felt like, and uh, or I guess after his redshirt year, right? So this this is actually his fourth. He could go fifth year. Um, so I think in some ways, like it it allows success to be better than like great success, if that makes sense. Because like Seth Benson, if he had been a an elite prospect, he would have had two years in at Iowa. And then, you know, gone on um, after 2020, right? Um, which is, it isn't to disrespect him. I'm just saying, like, I think it, it's kind of a, for Iowa specifically, it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. But ultimately, you're right. Like, I mean, to, to be sixth and kind of sit there and the crowning achievement of that class is to have gone into uh, a Big Ten title and get their their butts kicked. I mean, that's that's not much. the The one thing I do take like serious exception to is the assumption that Zach Wilson would still be Zach Wilson if he had gone to Iowa, because they make that point, and I'm just like, no, we we have to stop with this. We have to that that he would look more like Alex Padilla than he would look like Zach Wilson at BYU. Which, which isn't a shot at Alex Padilla by any any stretch, but we've seen that movie before, Ben, as as you like to say. Well, and like, whoa, who cares? Zach Wilson stinks. I don't care about where he did and didn't go to college because he's an absolute abomination to the quarterback position in the NFL right now. So I couldn't like. I think that just like I think that's a non-argument. Like you're, that's a weird molehill mole to die on in the mountain of recruiting misses. Would you even call it? Because like it's a, re- it's a recruiting hypothetical, to be sure. I don't know if it's a recruiting yeah. miss. Yeah, sure, but it's like, and it'd be one thing too if he went to like a, a comparable program, like. I mean, Iowa State or somewhere in the Big Ten, but he went to BYU, which, uh, sure, they're, they're a successful program and, like, underrated, but I, what did he do at BYU? Did they, they didn't go to the playoff when he was there. He was a, what, what bowl game did he win and who did he play against? Like, I don't know because he's Zach freaking Wilson. He played for B freaking YU, and I've got some opinions on Brigham Young, by the way, after watching Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu, which could maybe uh. be a different discussion. <laughs> That, that's a, on a, a list for me to read, and then I'll probably watch that, you know, in, in years when I get around to it. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, I, I think that the the takeaway for me is, like, Zach Wilson went to BYU, was great in their COVID year, right, where they, I mean, they, their best win was, what, probably Coastal Carolina, like, a that was certainly their most notable in, in, in a mishmash game. Yeah. 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 Um, and then he was the number two pick. I, I don't see his career doing the same thing you, at Iowa. You try to make the argument. Petrus was great during his COVID year. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, 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 I, I think we came to terms at the right time with that after the, the Illinois game, right? I think that I don't need to relegate anything by any means, but we we were we had had cast the the die had been cast not in our mind. Um. Anyways, Ben, I guess what else uh, tickles your fancy tonight? Uh, got 
you know, just a quick time check. Normally we do these things for about an hour. Ha- happy to, to call it early, but if, if there's something burning on the uh, Yeah, the dome, I haven't eaten dinner because we moved this podcast up about yeah. half an hour, but when is the NBA lottery or the lottery happen? Oh, when is oh yeah, the draft? yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's, let's do that. NBA draft. As if uh, the people listening. Let's do some cannot. quick Googling. Yeah. So the NBA draft is, uh, see, this is the problem, oh, because I Googled NBA lottery in a deck. Shaking my head. Uh, I thought you were a big NBA guy. June 23rd. It's my dad's birthday. Um, oh, so it's a month from now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I try. Like, it, it's it's hard to be a big NBA guy. Like, uh, yeah. I just, you know, I I'm make the decisions that I make and, and live with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, as I tweeted the other day, I had what I have been scared about with Keegan Murray is just, like, being let down. And I'm reaching the point where, you know what, there is a chance maybe a good chance that he is a star in the NBA. And I just kind of look at it and what he does, his skill set, his size, the fact that like he doesn't command the ball. Like, I think that that's such a, a unique attribute for a high level scorer like him um, that will translate into him. You know, they wherever he goes won't need to run plays to keep him happy. He's gonna get his points by offensive rebounding or run out steals or you know th- things like that. He's he's gonna be fine wherever he goes. And, and I have been just so afraid of him not living up to whatever hype he has in college that I, I haven't willing been willing to like think about the hypothetical of it going really well. And and I'm getting there. Like, I think there's a real possibility that, you know, he gets to the right spot and he could win like rookie of the year. I'm, I'm close to, to that being a prediction. So lottery, it went the, the magic have the first pick, Mm -hmm. right? And then, so how did it go? I'm trying to find the rest. So it was uh, Magic, and then okay, okay, uh, Oklahoma City, Houston. Houston, Sacramento. So that's probably good for Keegan, that Sacramento's in the top four, because right now it's basically, what, Holmgren, um, Paolo, Bonchero, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then... Jabari who, Smith. Jabari Smith. I think and then, Smith is actually the guy I like the most, yeah. And then Jaden Ivey, even too, right? Is I'm it, on most places I've seen as number four, yeah. And so this this basically means what? So number five would be the Pistons, number six would be the Pacers, which didn't we talk about would be the ideal place for him to go? I think it would. That like I don't think you could dial up a better place for him than than Indy Indiana within the first six picks. That that that'd be perfect because. I uh, think injuries maybe kept him out of the playoffs, so they're better than their than their results. So being able to slide in there, I think, would be great for him. And seven, seven, eight, seven is Portland, which I don't know anything about, or New Orleans. I know like the New Orleans kind of screw up Zion Williamson, so I don't know if I like that. And then yeah. nine is the Spurs, which would be great. He'd be back with Wieskamp. Yeah, I mean, I think if if he doesn't go to Indiana. I am cheering mightily that he drops to my beloved San Antonio Spurs. I use that term loosely, but mm-hmm. I have some San Antonio Spurs gear, so I'm I'm happy to, so you're to all carry in. those bona fides. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, yeah, so like, to, to me, I think those are the two best cases. I don't think Detroit's a worst case. I don't necessarily think that Orlando, Oklahoma City, or Houston are worst cases. I just... Don't necessarily see them reaching for for Murray just because he's such a known quantity. And like you look at Holmgren, Slenderman, and I get it. Like I get it, but like you, 
you dive into some of the statistics, like he only shot threes in very specific situations, then I don't get it. Because it's like, ah, this man is built like a toothpick. He's stronger than, than he gets credit for, but he just doesn't look like past NBA players. People forget Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant did zero reps <laughs> Yeah, the bench press at, at, the, at the combine. Like that's a great point. Who thought that that was a good idea for Kevin Durant to be like, yeah, you you could be the number number one pick. Go do bench presses because it's one hundred thirty because it's one hundred thirty five pounds, wasn't it? It's not that's much. Why. Yeah, is I guess it might just be two plates. No, or I thought it was one plate or, or I one mean, plate on each side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For the NFL, it's two plates on each. I think it's two thirty five. Is the is yeah. what they do at the yeah. NFL Combine. Uh, yeah, like I mean, I'm excited for Keegan. Like the, I, I'm, I'm officially there um, in terms of because I think a, a bad case would have been if somehow Sacramento had like stayed in their spot, and then you're just totally fearing them. But just Sacramento has such a they're going to either take Jaden Ivy or the kid out of. Uh, Kentucky, who didn't even play a game, Shade and Sharp, and it both of those are just one hundred percent Sacramento decisions. Oh, I thought you were talking about CJ Frederick at first. Oh no, nope, Mister CJ Frederick, who didn't play a single minute for Kentucky last year. Mm-hmm. That's that's a what if if CJ Frederick comes back, oh. he's still injured. I don't know. Do you think he play? He probably doesn't play a minute this year again either. Yeah, no, he wouldn't. Right? He wouldn't like. I I presume that the injury would carry over. So yeah, uh, especially for someone like him. Mm-hmm. But the the flip side is my Jack Nunji. What if is I think he had oh, yeah. such a he had such a, a, he had a cloud great year. over Iowa City that I don't yeah. think he could have re- replicated that at Iowa. Oh I, yeah, that's fair. But I, I think we were. I think he was. I really do think he was the missing puzzle piece. I, I every 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 pod during the basketball season, I harped on us yeah. lacking a true five. Yeah, and he was great. What really hurt us, yeah. And like, I mean, we we really didn't talk about Nunchy much, other than that we missed him. But like, what a season he had! Like, I mean, he had a an NIT winning basket. I mean, that's incredible. Didn't he say? Didn't he announce he's returning to Xavier yeah. for his seven, for another year too? So yeah, he'll be back. That's off to them. He'll be back. Yeah, I, I think that might be a team I have to get into the Cincinnati or the the Xavier Musketeers with uh, Sean Miller. So that'll be fun. Wait, is was was he their coach this year, or is he coming back? Or is no Sean Miller went to? He was at Arizona, so he's back. Well, he, took, he, he wasn't coaching this year, though. No. He was uh, right? yeah. taking that sweet, sweet buyout cash and just golfing. Do you think he, how many 642 times do you think he had? Do you, uh, can you confirm he's a golfer? Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm on his Wikipedia. He's from Pennsylvania. That doesn't really help. Yeah. He is a point guard, so he probably is a golfer. Yeah. I bet he, if he kept a home in Tucson, um, he probably he probably averaged three six forty t times a week. Yeah, this is gonna surprise you, but it's very hard to Google Sean Miller golfer because um, it is a very very uh, common name. It would appear. So, so I, I guess yeah. Because he, he would have to. You, you have to get out early out there. So. Well, Ben, we we made it a cool uh, 49 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I guess. Nice should, call should filler. We... I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, oh, here actually is a point I wanted to make. Because... Oh, my God. Sorry, Ben. I know you're hungry. Hopefully I can make it quick. <laughs> um, so I was thinking, because if we didn't talk this week, there's no way we would have talked next week just because with the extra day off, it, it would have mm-hmm. felt weird. But I think this is maybe one of my favorite weekends of the year coming up. 
Memorial Day weekends. And I know it's we, probably got, yours, right? Because you're always going to, to the 500. Yep, going to the Indy 500 for like the fifth straight year on Sunday. Uh, last Monday, I opened up my work computer to a delightful email where they gave us all Friday off as a mandatory mental health day. Uh, so I got a nice four-day weekend. Called up, uh, hit up my cousin who doesn't really work in the summer. Um, see, we're going to get an early tea time on Friday. So, uh, and hopefully play Saturday or Sunday again too. So should be, a, or Saturday, uh, not Sunday. Uh, should be a nice little week, a weekend for over at Uncle Ben's place. What do you have planned? Going back down to Dallas. Um, we, you know, it's always interesting. What, you, you may find out what, one way or the other how tricky it is to offload children. Um, so, uh, we'll, we'll uh, have rented a house with some of our friends down there and we'll be enjoying that um, with and without the, the little one. So, is there, who's going to be watching them? Uh, Christina's mom. Nice. Yeah for probably just one of the three days we're there. But okay. hopefully we'll see a movie. Like, I can't decide if I want to see uh It'll depend on if other friends want to go or if Christine and I can, like, mm-hmm. make it a date. Because if it's a date, we'll do the classic, like, uh, Alamo Draft House brunch deal with Bob's Burger movie. We're big Bob, Bob's Burgers guys. Oh, uh, they have a movie coming out? I don't even know that. Yeah, yeah. That's Otherwise, funny. if we have to cater to... A mass audience. It'll probably be the Top Gun movie. Oh yeah, God, so, turn it down. We'll see. We'll see. All right, Ben. I, I think I made that that point pretty quick. So, uh, mm-hmm. no, enjoy it. your Memorial Day and enjoy your dinner. More pressingly, I can't wait. Chicken sausage, num num. Yes, the best. <laughs> so, for Ben Ross, I'm Harrison Starr. Go Hawks. Num num.